Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Lucky you. Welcome to the family with Mike Bryant, Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brant Bernard. I got a special guest coming up in about a minute or two, but we just uh, the story just popped up. Uh, maybe actually now it says two days ago though. Well, it's, it's been the weekend, so yeah, it probably weekend, didn't. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Apparently, Al Roker has been fired. Jeez, he's worked there for how long? Yeah, he's been there. He's a long time. Long time. A lot of different weights. Basically, since yeah. time began, I think. Yeah, since time well, began. Has he been fired or has he been, it says did replaced. he leave? Yeah. It says replaced. That doesn't so necessarily mean he's been fired. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, he is 68. He's retirement well, age, and I'm sure says, he has plenty of money. Yes. Yeah. The story in, I don't know, uh, what is it? I Net worth is apparently um, about seventy million dollars. Well, I would definitely retire. I would retire. Yes. I feel well, like you can retire. Yeah. Apparently, had a sarcastic joke about Mike Tirico. Who's that? Uh, Mike Tirico is a sportscaster for NBC. Right. Uh. Was calling a student from Paris. So apparently, there's been a couple of things going on. So they did <coughs> fire him. I don't know. Well, they replaced him, and yeah, but yeah, so it doesn't mean. Necessarily. More and will be revealed, I'm sure. Thursday, some tension between him and co-host. So Yeah, it doesn't sound like he just decided to step aside. But maybe he they'll make it look like that. It's like, you know what? I've reached the end of the road and I'm gonna step aside and yeah, maybe. <clears throat> well Jacob Sabaroff is a respected, widely respected journalist and former NSNBC correspondent. And he's gonna do the weather? Apparently. Isn't that well, what Al Roker does? The weather, is the weather? Really? I mean you know. Do you need much to do the well, weather? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Why yeah. would you hire a qualified guy to just sit there and read temperatures? How do you spell Roker? R O K E R. Like poker, but yeah, Joker. Like poker. Well, nobody on Twitter seems to give a crap about it. I don't think they do care. Probably not. Well, the only well, thing probably, that I could see was on MSN on the news. They're probably too busy talking about the UFOs. Well, they they did say that he was outside enjoying the first ever epic summer block party, and 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 the guy was inside doing the weather. So uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll ask Ron James. Ron, while you're tracking uh, UFO, you ever run into Al Roker floating around the universe? <laughs> well, I know who Al Roker is, and we have crossed paths a couple of times, but it wasn't UFO related. Yeah, Ron, apparently it says Al Roker's been replaced uh, with Jacob Sabaroff, so we're trying to figure out why that was. He's been there a long time, right? He's been there a long time. But you know, with all the shuffles we've seen in some of these mainstream media yeah. outlets, nothing would surprise me. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. 
there is a lot of that going on. I don't know. I understand it, but that's just me, ladies and gentlemen. Ron James, new documentary, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations. Oh, you got Matthew Modine to narrate it. That's a good... Yeah, don't worry about my feelings, Ron. You get Matthew Modine. I'm deeply hurt. Hell. <laughs> Matthew Modine was a, was a godsend to this documentary. Sure. And uh, everything that's... It, it's really interesting because all the stuff that we're seeing come out in the media right now, the... Uh, the people that are breaking these stories, the story that's being broken, it's all documented in the film. And um, it's almost like the, today's headlines were ripped straight out of my movie. So, Ron, so how long have they been talking about that? I, I remember my father, and my father left the house when I was seven years old, so that was a long time ago. He was talking about UFOs back in, like, 1958. That's because of Star Trek. No, Star, no, Star Trek? Trek wasn't no. on yet. No. The other one. What's his? <laughs> yeah, there was no other one back then. I don't yeah. think. Well, was Star Trek was the first one, and wasn't then Star Wars. A, I thought we had some alien stuff since they started. Well, I mean, there was like War, War of the Worlds and stuff. Yeah. Right? It existed. Yeah, yeah that's true. There we go. And there were comic books that did stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Superman was from space. Yep, that's yep. true. Yep. He was from the planet, so, what was it? Krypton. So was your documentary talking about the hearings coming up, and then they had the hearings, or how, how did that work? My documentary first? was talking about the things they're having the hearings about. Okay. Congressman Tim Burchett is in my film, and I'm about to release a never-before-seen video of me sitting in his office briefing him about the entire history of this event uh, from Roswell moving forward. Uh, the film provides documentation of crash retrieval programs, recovered materials, scientists who are on the record as studying the materials, what makes them unique, official government documents acknowledging the existence of recovered craft and recovered materials from uh, non-human craft. So it's all documented in the film, like I was a lawyer taking the case to court. And then all of a sudden, everything that I put in the movie, the story that I have told in the movie, is now being echoed by David Grush on Capitol Hill. Hmm. Interesting. It's all true. Can, I, know, so that, can I ask a okay. question? What I don't understand is if the government is sitting on all of this evidence, why would they sit on all of this evidence? What's the point of hiding everything from the American public? The world. Yeah. Okay, but this first started, they, they put together a group to manage the information. We dug up in the movie that the Army had, right around the time of Roswell, constituted a group called the uh, Interplanetary Phenomenon Research Unit of the Office of uh, Technical um, uh, support That's a long and title. so we know that they were yeah i know it's pretty wild we were <laughs> sounds like the government and, and, and then we know that they put together a group some people say it was a group called majestic 12 and they identify who was in it we don't know that it's for sure that group and those people but it only makes sense that if you had some kind of anomaly happen like a you know a craft that you can identify crashing in the desert um, you would put together a group and that group would figure out okay what are we going to do with this information it was decided that it needed to be kept secret for a variety of reasons, including not upsetting society at right. the status quo, right. um, not wanting to reveal that we had possession of this exotic technology to our adversaries. And so over the years, this group became accountable to, to practically no one. And a lot of this technology and a lot of these things ended up inside corporate programs with minimal government oversight. And then over time, the institutional memory within government of what actually happened kind of vaporized to the point where there's very, very few people that know the whole story anymore, and they're not talking. So, so it, it was kind of like they started something that, that, that now they have to figure out how to finish, 
and it's it's quite awkward for them because you can't just go on and admit, well, yeah, sure. we, uh, we perpetrated the biggest hoax ever on humanity, and now we're trying to figure out how to tell you guys the truth, but we have to lie our way out of it just like we lied our way into it, and that's what we're seeing. So what technology supposedly has come out of this? Well, in the film, we talk about a lot of different technologies that, that they were studying. We have do- government documents where they're actually uh, – researching the practicality of things like traversable wormholes, uh, biometric uh, uh, telepathy-controlled human interfaces, non, non-touch interfaces, uh, all kinds of space technology, um, materials that are um, uh, things like room-temperature superconductors, which has been like the holy grail mm-hmm. they haven't been able to, to obtain yet, um, materials that seem to be tuned at a, at a pre-existing optical frequency when, ma- when manufactured. The one thing about all the materials that were in this Freedom of Information Act release, and they're outlined in the movie, is that these reports are like, well, here's these materials, here's what they're made of, here's what they might do. And, and it, it begs the question, what company goes out and creates a sophisticated, highly technological material, and they're not really sure what they're going to do with it? The answer is nobody. It's actually proof that we have these materials that we, we simply could not um, uh, identify their purpose. So, so if a company takes us on, I mean, this would have been originally in the 40s, right? Yeah. So so we're talking, what, uh, 40, 60, uh, 70 years ago. So even somebody that would have been 20 then would be 90 now. So um, I, so is this, is this technology just not been used or, or what? Is it used there, internally some or? Of it, some, of, some of it has been reverse engineered to the point, you know, like some of the coatings they put on stealth fighters possibly – um, some of the technology, like uh, there's stories about fiber optics and advanced circuitry coming out of these things. They've been there's there's a reasonable amount of debunking out on that too. So I'm not hanging my hat on it, but it, there there is evidence that companies like Lockheed, Raytheon, were able to take some of these materials and create our own versions of them <laughs> that have practical applications even today that are actually out there. <laughs> and um, so the uh, so there's that. And um, then there's also uh, a lot of information that tends to point to the fact that some of these crafts and some of this technology, we're really unable to reverse engineer. And every once in a while, you know, they, they would come and they'd bring in a new team of scientists and they'd look at these things and try to figure out these propulsion systems and things like that. And that over time, very little progress was made. Hmm. And some of these programs had... had um, budget that was cut because of the lack of results. And so this stuff has been happening inside the corporate uh, um, shield where they're free from Freedom of Information Act requests. And so the it's, it's this very compartmentalized, stovepiped uh, labyrinth that has resulted from, from what happened. And it's um, if you're in government, you can kind of understand it, but your average front-facing politician your average person at the Pentagon, they are as in the dark as anybody. Mm-hmm. So is there indication that there's still contact or this was just old contact and there hasn't been any more contact? Well, you know, that without putting on the lunatic fringe hat and just keeping with what I can make a reasonable case for, <clears throat> there seems to be some evidence that very rudimentary contact was made, but not necessarily with all of the uh, different 
uh, species and life forms that might be at play here. We're, we're possibly looking at phenomenon that is both interstellar, interdimensional, uh, and types of life that we might not even understand, energy-based beings, um, a, a whole race of, of highly technological advanced species that could be living inside the Earth that we just don't even know about. So the options are, there's, there's a lot of options, but the one thing that seems to be coming out is that humanity is absolutely in the presence of a non-human intelligence with technology that is way beyond anything we can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that is something that I would hang my hat on as the uh, media relations director for MUFON, which is the largest organization studying this on a civilian as far as the wild speculation, I, I, I try not to go too far. Right. Well, I wish that they would just, like, you know, pop up and say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know. Say hello. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah. I, I wish that they would be more Well, let's visible. face it. I think we were, if there was a galactic federation, so to speak, say there's a lot of different spacefaring species, and they're able to traverse the vast distances through wormholes and, and using physics in ways that we don't understand. And they have some sort of a loose alliance to keep from destroying each other. <clears throat> Humanity is not going to be on the guest list for the party when we're just running around acting like monkeys and threatening to kill each other with nuclear bombs. Right. We're just not invited. So we have to evolve, I believe, as a species and get our act together so that we're not so dangerous and self-destructive. And until we can do that, they have every reason to conceal their existence. So maybe another million years. <laughs> before we if stop we acting like apes. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think we have that much time. No, it wouldn't seem to be. Uh, now, do you think part of this is the fact they don't want to terrify people? Look, I mean, this is a horribly harsh thing to say, but about two-thirds of the planet, is not they're not the brightest people on Earth. I mean, are you going to terrify these people by revealing, if the government did reveal it or they revealed it, because uh, I, I heard one person talk about the fact that these very beings could wipe out an entire solar system in about two seconds. Now, most people are going to be so terrified that, is, is that part of it? They're trying not to terrify people by not talking about it? There could be an element to that. Yeah. You know, we, you guys were talking a minute ago about how this is all just popping up and how in the 50s and stuff we had Star Trek, but we had a lot more than that. In the 1950s, the UFO topic was as big, if not bigger, right. than it is today. <laughs> It was worldwide news. We had the military of the time, and we point this out in the movie, saying the exact same things, almost verbatim, like the guys managing this information couldn't find a new screenwriter. General Samford came on in the 50s and said the government's studying craft of unknown origin that are doing things that we can't explain, and we're committed to finding out what they are. And, I mean, it's just like it's, a, it's virtually a repeat of everything this guy said um, at, the, at the first UFO hearings. And so we're we're literally seeing a regurgitation of old of old stories, uh, set with a new narrative, that is very carefully controlled. What year was War of the Worlds? Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. That was in the thirties, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was back when they still had just radio shows. Like I don't remember the exact date. Right. Well, it was the book the... was eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. Wow, really? H. G. Wells. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. I know it's that old. Because it involved Martians. When he did the radio show, I guess it terrified. Some people literally killed themselves. What? It yep. terrified people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know about that? They did this thing. It was a, like a fake alien invasion. It was yep. a radio show. Yep. And people thought it was real, and they wigged out. See, that brings us to the, to yep. the point about this. You asked 
you know, how it would affect society. <clears throat> it's all about the context. If the government came forward and said, you know, there's, there's non-human intelligence, they're all around us, they're doing their thing, we're doing ours, they don't appear to be a threat, and um, we have every reason to believe that, that uh, we're peacefully coexisting. People are going to go, yeah, we knew there was something going on, so that's cool. And they're going to go back to paying their electric bills and watching the Kardashians. <laughs> but uh, up and says, hey, you know what? Uh, there's these things in our sky. Sometimes they're aggressive. We have absolutely no ability to control what right. they do or to defend against them. And we don't know what they want. Well, and they might want something, you know, we might not be uh, at the top of the food chain. Well, that's when you're going to see a little bit of societal reaction. So really it's the context of the disclosure, not so much the disclosure. Yeah. Well, you've got a, you've got a huge religion, religious issue that pops up if you suddenly yeah, have. I suppose, yeah. uh, uh, we become monkeys compared to everything else, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you've got all sorts of questioning that goes on with, with beliefs that we have. Well, you know, the Catholic Church not too long ago, and we know for a fact that the Vatican is actually in possession of genuine documentation about non-human intelligence engaging humanity. They, it's in it's in the Vatican vault. I've worked with the big the, uh, Vatican with vault. With yeah, the, and, the... and they refuse to come off it, but they've got it. And not too long ago, a few years back, they they made an official statement saying that uh, the acknowledgement of extraterrestrials would not. Uh, would not conflict with uh, with the church's teaching, hmm. and so you know the, the and then if you look at Islam, Islam actually has places where they they acknowledge that there's probably uh, non human intelligence. Wow. So the even the religions are willing to to support this because they have to. Yeah, they have no choice. What congressmen are pushing this, and and in so I work, why. I worked personally with Congressman Tim Burchett, and he was the one that was very prevalent in this last hearing. In fact, he actually mentioned my movie at the beginning of the hearings. I have a video that I'm about to release in the next couple of days of me sitting in his office back in January of 2022, um, where I actually tell him the whole story from Roswell Ford about what we know about the the materials and the crash debris and the crash retrievals and and all of the things that, that we have evidence for. So we have on the record, and we're about to release it, where he was told all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, that Tim is a, he's just a regular guy like, like all of us. He's actually a really genuinely good guy. And, um, and he's had a personal interest in this topic all along. And I didn't really tell him anything he didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's taken, a, taken it upon himself to make this, you know, his personal crusade in Washington. He knows we're being lied to. Uh, in fact, all of them do. I had lunch with Andre Carson. He's the one that ran the first hearing, and I got to talk to him for an hour about this topic. And uh, and he knows we're being lied to, uh, and and they don't like it. They mm. they're they're, liter- they're blatantly being deceived and stonewalled by the Pentagon, by the Defense Intelligence Agency, and by all of the other people that have the, the alphabet soup agencies that all have a piece of the puzzle and the and the air force of course they're knee deep in this stuff and they're the most silent of all the services they're being stonewalled by these guys and they know it they're not happy about it and i don't think some of them are not going to give up and and you know we're in washington dc we have a lobbying firm that is talking to these people every day we're talking to senator gillibrand we're talking to mike gallagher we're talking to marco rubio we're talking to these people mufon is doing it and um and we're keeping the uh, we're keeping the flame on. 
the, the, the deception about the truth of the ET phenomenon, or at least of some non-human intelligence in our midst with very advanced technology, uh, we can't hide from it any longer. It's it, it, Part of human advancement has got to incorporate the understanding of this truth. Yeah. Is there any understanding of what the first thing might be, the, the first thing, if we actually did work together, what would they try to achieve at first, do you think? As far as what? I mean, but anything, trying to make the earth better, trying to, I mean, anything that might make it. My, a... my personal belief, and I, this isn't an official position of MUFON, but I think we're on our own. <clears throat> I yeah. think part of yep. that we haven't seen this is because we, at some point, I mean, let's face it, if you're a galactic civilization, you've been here for billions of years, your technology is so advanced you can harness the power of the sun, which is not a stretch by, by um, some of the definitions of advanced civilizations that scientists have put out, then, you know, the Earth is a pretty valuable piece of real estate. It's right in the, it's right in right. the sweet spot. It's a hotbed for genetic activity. It, it, it's, it's a jewel, and it doesn't it's not a stretch to assume that somebody might own it. And, and it's not a stretch to assume that there's all kinds of purposes for this planet that we have nothing to do with. Hmm. We're only here for a blink of an eye in the, in, mm -hmm. the, in the time span of a galactic station, completely different. Hmm. What a story this is. It's the biggest story ever facing humanity, honestly. And was there, a, I mean, so they were here how, how, how much, how long before we actually came along? They, they obviously came and went, I would assume. Um, well, I don't know if they went. We, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. There, there, there's evidence that there was some sort of civilization on Mars. <clears throat> there's evidence that they found life on Mars in 1976 and covered it up. There's evidence that there was some sort of a nuclear catastrophe on Mars because there are certain radioactive isotopes in the, in the atmosphere mm -hmm. that come from nowhere except a nuclear bomb or a supernova. And, and this is scientifically proven. It's not speculation. So there's a big mystery around Mars, big mystery around all this stuff. Wow. Wouldn't it be great if we could talk him into just taking out the most arrogant of us all and just leave the rest of us alone? What do you think? <laughs> well, as long as they don't decide you're one of the most arrogant. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Depends on who's making the call. Yeah, who's you know? making the call? The big, message, the big message to me is humanity. We got to get our act together. We we got to quit killing each other. We got to quit killing the planet. We need to take on a more advanced and more compassionate way of existing. And if we don't, we're probably going to self destruct. And uh, and we're not going to be a part of the story moving forward in any significant way. Or we could have this amazing future where, you know, we have bases on Mars and Elon Musk lands SpaceX and we become a space civilization, Star Trek ahead. Um, but we have to get there. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, I just, Ron, I got, I got to be honest with you. What I've been thinking about the entire 21 minutes we've been talking is perception from the outside uh, looking in I don't know, and my, I'm 71 years old now, and I don't remember a time, and I'm sure it may have come and gone. I wasn't around in World War II or anything like that, but people hate each other so much right now. Uh, that cannot be a good look to an outsider, I wouldn't think. No. No, we are not. Yeah. I mean, what can we do? It's dire straits. All, all of the things yeah. that we have to do to realize our best potential 
are the same things that I would think that any extraterrestrial species that's watching us and has high hopes for our development would want. So I've got this other interview. i got to pop off. You got it, Thank Ron. you. Thank you very much for your time, sir. All right. Thanks, guys. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> flagship Ford, drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. Ron James, ladies and gentlemen, new documentary, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations, narrated by Matthew Modine. Yeah, actually, Andy, why don't we just from now on do our interviews for 20 minutes? No, where yeah, we, that works. Where can we find it? Find sure the, you can find it on Amazon. On Amazon. <laughs> you can find Anywhere. everything on Amazon. You sure can. Let's see. Yeah. Well, this is a documentary, so I wonder. Yeah. Let's see. Does it even say? It does not say. Let's Google hmm. it. Do you think he was offended by the fact that during his entire speech that uh, Mike... Have some olive oil before you bet. 
That just happened. Honestly, I, you yawned three times. Did I? Yes, you were a wee bit tired. <sighs> That's real nice. Uh, you, have, you have to go to YouTube, search okay. for it. Uh, the accident, Accidental Truth UFO Revelations. You'll find the trailer, and in the um, <laughs> comments of the trailer, there is a link to watch it. Hmm. It is on Genius. I wonder how many times he's been to Roswell. That's that's where my, my um, dad grew up. In Roswell? In Roswell, yeah. They had a ranch that. right outside the bomb. Really? Oh, yeah. How fun. Uh, yeah. So there's a speculation that some of the cancer came from that, but who oh. knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows? I still don't understand. I mean, if, if, if this kind of stuff is happening and people just say, hey, you know what? We don't know what this means. We found this in the desert. It could be anything. We're going to look into it. I don't think that would cause a worldwide panic. Yeah. I think the, the, the original idea was that the military grabbed it for, for ideas, that they were doing research for super soldiers and, you know, all these things. But I, I, the, the math and the timing doesn't make sense to me unless somebody found, you know, internal youth in there. It's a lot of years in between when it happened, right. you know? I mean, and part of the reason why, if, if there's stuff that we can't understand or we haven't been able to reverse engineer, if there are those items in existence, maybe it's because we don't have the raw materials to make it. Mm-hmm. And okay. then there's the big question of what effect this would have on, on religion beliefs if we're suddenly found out to be apes, you know, that we are really unimportant in the universe and we're just this like mm-hmm. like ants. You know, that I think there's vast evidence that we are just a bunch of apes. <laughs> vast. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, Alex, you had something to say. So what is it that actually happened? Because all of a sudden on Instagram. Yeah, I don't actually yeah. know. All of a sudden on Instagram, it was like there's the government admits that there's yeah. aliens. There yes. was a congressional hearing on yes. UFOs, and yeah. some guy said that we have non-human life locked away somewhere. But like, but I don't know what sparked it, or if this guy is credible or is what. It true. Been, yeah, like what's actually happening? <laughs> there's been various times when presidents have come in, like, I, and I think it was Jimmy Carter that was the first, but. When by when um, when Carter came in, when uh, I think it was Ford, they supposedly get briefed and they have this discussion about, yep. oh yeah, there's things that we know that mm-hmm. we can't tell you, and that's popped up at various times. And then there was that big movement towards, I don't know what in the desert was that last year or two years ago, where the whole groups of people were going out yeah. to area whatever. That was a few, that was like four years ago. Was it that? It was a while ago. It's COVID time. I don't understand. You know, tiny area yeah. fifty one. You know, yeah, yeah. What, what the party or whatever? Yeah, they why had. did they go out there? What was because the they point? thought we we're going to be a big revelation. Or well, originally it was a guy made a joke post on Facebook mm-hmm. that said if enough people just run at Area Fifty One, they'll run out of bullets eventually, right. and one of us will make it in. And then we'll find out. And what's going on. wow, people started running with the joke and spreading it everywhere. And so they turned it into basically a party in a nearby town. Oh. And it became like, you know, Area 51 Fest or whatever. And then beyond that, you've got like Stonehenge and pyramids and things like the Mayan calendar that that they don't think they had the technology to make it as perfect as they did. Yeah, the pyramids, they've been talking about that. There had to be somebody that came in and helped them, you know, and who that was. And and then the, the. Part of the idea was that in the 50s there was a plane or a plane crash, and that's where we grabbed one of the aliens and tested them. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. I think if any, the most um, convincing argument for us. Okay, let's say they have absolute proof of aliens. There are aliens living in Area 51 right now. They got a little alien 
enclave. The only, the best reason I think that they would keep that secret is because a lot of Earth's religions would not handle that news well, and it could cause a lot of wars. Yeah. Okay, I mean, like, Christianity wouldn't mesh well with the idea of aliens visiting us, I don't think. Why couldn't God None of the Abrahamic life on another planet? Well, a lot of Christians do believe that, and they've actually believed that for thousands yeah. of years. They yeah. believe that there are other planets. You know, God made the entire universe, but um, fundamentalists who take the book of Genesis literally, God created the heavens and the earth, so well. it's just the earth and well, a bunch of stars. Well, the heavens could include everything, right? Well, but then but, Jesus yeah, becomes... Like, Jesus, Jesus becomes something different if there's aliens that are better than Jesus. You know, so there's there's weird part. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a religion that used to believe the, the everything spun around the earth. You know, they right. but they put well, Galileo to death, you know. So But yeah, you know? the um I don't know if it would be as big of a deal if like fifty years ago there were a lot of people who took Genesis hundred percent literally, mm-hmm. you know, seven days, Adam and Eve, all of it happened exactly as written. Now I think pretty much all Christians and Jews believe that it's a metaphor for other things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't know. At this point, it might not be that big of a deal. But I still, if I had evidence of aliens, <laughs> I was the president and I had a document that says, look, there's a picture of an alien, I wouldn't release it. Well, there was talk that Trump was going to do that, that he was going to release the information. Well, he, he did the whole Space he, Force he, thing. Yeah, he, yeah. and he, he didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just want to know, do they have perpetual energy or not? Do they have something that keeps people alive I forever? I just you know? want to teletransport. That's all I want. <laughs> if they will give me that, they'll, it can take over the world. Where would you teletransport to? <laughs> Anywhere. Like Anywhere? Tahiti for lunch. You know? <laughs> Go catch true. my own totally. fish. Come home totally. for dinner oh and my make gosh. my fish. I would, be... I would do stuff like that. I'd be eating <laughs> croissants every morning in, uh, oh in France. In, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, not in Luke. France. I'd be eating those at the... At Louis. No. I'd be. N- I'd never be anywhere more than like an hour. Exactly. I'd be zipping all over the planet. Are you kidding me? Hanging out with your buddy Sylvester or something. Yeah. You know, quicker to get to him. That'd be great. It's exhausting. The, the, at this 100%. Point. There's a theory about teleportation, though. That yeah. I don't. I don't oh, think. Oh, that your I, matter degrades. Yeah. That you. Not that you degrade. I thought you. Degrade. So the idea is okay. So the teleporter. <laughs> what basically happens is it reassemble. It takes you apart. In the, on the molecular level, mm-hmm. and reassembles you at the other place. Yep. But it does so using molecules from over there. So it's not the same molecules. It's basically like making a copy of you. So technically speaking, you die and are replaced by an exact copy. That's okay. Ooh, at my wow. age, I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> be another, just another version of myself. Maybe I'd be a better version of myself. That's <laughs> impossible, honey. I mean, you know. You never know what's going to happen. But there's got to, I mean, because there's always talk that there's been perpetual motion. Perpetual that, motion that is ca- cars have, that car companies have held that because they didn't want to. Physically wanna, impossible. Yeah, they don't, well, I mean, who knows? Yeah, know? supposedly I mean, they, there's been an electric ship, car. You know? There was an electric car invented before the combustible engine, yeah. and it was a fabulous thing, and they didn't, for we some reason, We had electric cars in the 1800s. Yeah, but, yeah we did. I mean, all cars kind of sucked I mean, back then. What, but, like, what runs a spaceship? You know, if you're flying around, there has to be something that runs that thing. You can't be stopping for gas. Something like an know? antimatter reaction could yeah. sustain that for thousands of years. Yeah. Well, you don't need perpetual energy is kind of like one of those things that, sure, it would be nice. But if you have the technology to do that, you have the technology to do other things a lot sooner that make it unnecessary. 
Because, I mean, if you, if you um, react even just a teaspoon of antimatter with any matter at all in the universe, you're going to get enough energy to destroy the entire planet. Yeah, that's the problem is you create bombs. Yeah, that is, that's yeah. the thing is you can't – if yeah. we found out how to make antimatter, we couldn't. We'd have to outlaw it throughout the entire world because if anyone made any antimatter at all, they'd have an atomic bomb in their palm. Mm-hmm. But you could also use that as a source of energy if you just reacted it very slowly. Sure. That tiny bit of antimatter could power a ship for ages and ages. So I you just, wouldn't need something that's so far theoretically impossible. I just want the Spider-Man black suit is all I want. The Venom suit yeah, or the whatever? Venom suit. <laughs> or the symbiote. I put up with the angers of Venom every once symbiote, in a while, but yeah. it'll be fine. And then there's the whole parallel universe thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I think we're in one about? right now. Personally, well, there's well, there separate universes of, with other things going on. Yeah, like it's, depending on what choices you make, there's another universe. If you made the other choice of you existing in the life that you chose in that one, and there's like millions oh, of alternate, the, um, yeah, yeah. Uni- or parallel theory or whatever, <clears throat> parallel universes of each of us living completely different lives based on different choices. Yeah, interesting. I guess. Mm-hmm. So there are all these different levels. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it's it could be different based on like the flavor of protein yeah. drink that mm-hmm. I chose. Every or, choice you make creates yeah. collapses a wave function mm-hmm. into two different universes, basically. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little far fetched, I think. <laughs> yeah, just a little. I read a book. It was a novel, but it was called The Midnight Library, <laughs> and it was very popular. It was. I'd give it a seven out of ten, but it was about. This woman that basically has a near-death experience, and then she goes into this thing called the Midnight Library, and everything is a book, and it's all parallel universes of her life. (laughs) And she tries out tons and tons and tons and tons, but then she, like, the time, your time runs up because you get to choose one. When you have a near-death experience, you get to pick which life you want to choose. It's interesting. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the superconductor thing is all over Twitter. If we're going to make any know. fantastic alien technology, it's going to be a room temperature superconductor. But I think we're still a ways yeah. away from that. Well, 12 hours ago, the breaking news was Dutch scientists reproduce and verify room temperature superconductor LK99. Well, if we make a room temperature superconductor, <clears throat> things are going to get a lot more cheap and efficient and small very, very quickly. Well, that's what they I were mean, saying, that there would be a $50 MRI. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, transportation would completely change. Yeah, we'd put a I'd whole take, bunch of African countries out of business. Yeah. You know? I'd take... We'd put all technology companies out of business. All existing technology would be obsolete. Well, but there'd be different technology companies, so it would just... Yeah, all, well, who they'd can all get just the most, buy it all up. And a bunch well, of them yeah, were going to switch thing. into that. I mean, do you see the... the sorry, it's kind of a separate thing. All the tribes that are buying into pot... They're all going to be just ventures oh, yeah. tomorrow. Right. Of course, they are. They've yeah. created these giant. They're going to go from American spirit to you know the yeah. greatest in weed. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow's going to be a crazy day. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about that a bit. <laughs> and I'm tomorrow, a little bit like stay at home. <laughs> tomorrow is the day, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, pot is going to become legal. Yeah, it might not be a great day to drive. And can we remind <laughs> yeah, maybe. can we remind people of a number of things? It's still federally against the law, it is, so conceal yeah. and carry still a problem. Don't take it across um, state lines. You can you yeah you can't go across state lines. Don't drive you can't, with it. You can't drive. Uh, be, well, I don't, they you don't really have a good it. test with it. Yeah. But also, do you know people can grow it in their house, but they theoretically can't get the seeds into the state. 
it's against the law to bring oh, the seeds sure, into the state. Sure. Oh. So there's all these different mm. issues that are going to come up that it's are going to be interesting. Stupid. Well, how what is pot like? You know, dill where it flowers, and then yeah. that's how you. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah, it's any plant you can do it. Well, it's but a, I it's mean, a, like, uh, I'm just... annual, right? But those are the plants that flower and then die. Yeah. And then yeah. In Colorado, okay. the number of people that were arrested for selling actually went up because the dispensaries were trying to cut out the competition. <laughs> mm. Okay. How, yeah. Where does it flower? Is, what do you mean where? I'm On trying to just think of... No, it's like a... Yeah, it's yeah. a plant so that has a big bunch of buds from? on the top. <clears throat> I need to look into this. You've never... It looks a lot like a bush. I know that. No. So it's going to be interesting know. tomorrow. But don't go. Don't drive it into Iowa because you can go to jail for 30 days if they find it. Really? Yeah. 30 yep. days? 30 well, days. Drive yep. on it because it's a shithead thing yeah. to do. So, so well, what, what are they going to do about the medical marijuana people? Are they just going to go out of business? Well, They'll probably I, just turn into yeah, regular dispensaries. Transfer regular dispensaries. Well, so. You have up to, what, two pounds <clears throat> in your house. Yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. will still... Like you will still be able to have your prescription and fulfill your prescription mm -hmm. because you dispensaries have it aren't going specific. to be covered by insurance for one. Yeah, no, because you got it still cash because exactly. you can't use federal banks. Oh. Yep, exactly. Right. Weird. Yep. I'm looking at a marijuana plant and this is not at all what I thought it looked like. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the miles can be interesting. Because you always just see the le the yeah. little hand looking leafy mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. That's like what you think right, of, but yeah, it doesn't right. even really look like that. No, it's like a bunch of weeds. Yeah, and it's Hence just stacked up on this weird flowering mm -hmm. thing. Well, there's a lot of buds on it too. Tons aren't of there? buds, and that's, that's what you actually so, yeah. smoke. You yeah. don't right. even smoke the leaves. No, right. you so don't? the leaves are no. No, no. I thought the leaves were what you. They used to, no. That used to be the slang word for it is bud. Is bud, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I know, but yeah. why do people always emblazon the the leaves? Because the leaves on everything. It just looks a symbol. Looks better than a flower, I guess. Yeah, it's not a pretty plant. Google marijuana flower, and you're going to be like, what? You started doing commercials for it yet? For pot? No, nobody's come forward. Haven't heard from anybody yet. It's cool, Papa Bell here. Cool, Papa Bell talking about the weed I've been hitting for a long time. It's weird. I'll get that going. It doesn't even look like the five leaf thing that everyone talks about. I've been misled my whole life. Yeah. But yeah, we used to get a lot of car accidents on what is it, uh, oh. 420. Oh God! So oh, sure. Yeah, we get we'd get a decent number from that day. There's a very uh, persistent, so we'll dangerous myth that says that you're not more dangerous driving while high. Well, there's you some hundred percent think are. they're more they're more tuned yeah they're like, oh, I'm, I'm more focused. Better driver. You just high. think you're more focused because <laughs> weed makes you mo a moron. Right. Well, your re your reflexes can't be better. No. Well, it's no. like people who it's like. Oh, I'm not drunk. I can drive. They only or think walk. that they can drive because they're <laughs> 10 drinks in and their brains aren't working. Yep. You know, weed doesn't exactly increase your IQ when you're on it. Yep. No, it's uh, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting as they try to figure it out. And then they've got these issues on where you can smoke it, and there's cities that are passing ordinances saying you can't do it in parks, you can't do right, it in public. Right. But there's other places you could probably do it anywhere the hell you want. So yeah, it's going to be over the next few months. I feel like there's going to be some like troubleshooting mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Of like, oh, I can't do it here, but I can do it here. Well, I mean, Colorado's had it forever. Why don't we just, you know, have, if they haven't figured out, we're not going to figure it well, out. Well, they 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 didn't model all of it. Plus, the other interesting thing about it is they passed as part of the bill that they're going to be expungements for all these past charges that oh, people had. Oh, sure, yeah. But the BCA never apparently tracked them by pot. So 
it's going to take forever for the BCA to go find the old files because they've just got them as drug charges, not as oh, pot yeah, charges. Right. And so it's oh, going to be just yeah. a mess that on how people get expunged and what happens there. But so, why do they expunge when it when they did it? It was illegal. I know because that, makes no that was sense. just part of the legislation. Well, because the, the the theory is you shouldn't have something like that play a role in where you live or be used as points against you if it's now legal. You know, I don't And know. it's like a saves taxpayers money. Yeah, theoretically over soon, time. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the, here's the problem that I have with the whole thing. It's like you're going to have two pounds in your house. Well, why are you encouraging children to smoke? Well, it, and minors aren't it, minors aren't Well, I mean anybody allowed, but minors aren't allowed in under the statute. I mean, the statute didn't open it up for minors. But why why encourage anyone to smoke anything? Uh, yeah, smoking. They should just make. They should have not made the smoking legal. To yeah. be honest, but they're going to tax the hell. I mean, they're going to make money. Well, yeah, medical yeah. marijuana is incredibly expensive compared is, to growing yeah. a couple of plants in your yeah. backyard and yeah. having and a, it's, a supply. And it's. I mean, it's your choice if you're going to smoke. Yeah, if you want to kill yourself, that's, go ahead. That's the problem. I mean, Tom, yeah. you've been taking medical. Whatever gummies or whatever yeah. it is that you do, it's incredibly expensive yep. compared to just buying. Oh, when well, because it's, ca yeah. it's cash, so yes, they're able to do all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, when I was at AAJ, which is the American Trial Lawyers, I was talking to one of the lawyers in the state that where it became legal. She had a whole story where she called up her mom, and her mom's like, "Well, we we're over at the neighbor's smoking pot," and she's like, <laughs> "I knew those neighbors were bad." So then she flew in. I knew in. those neighbors were bad. She flew in, and her mom picked her up at the airport, and. She's like, Mom, what's that in the back seat? And like, Mom's like, Well, I got stuff to make edibles. And Mom was making yeah. edibles. So she's okay, like, Mom. My mom is now Walter White. <laughs> and then later on, her mom Jeez. calls her up and goes, Is it okay if I send your sister some edibles in another state? And she's like, No, that's against law. It's like, Oops, already did it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oops. oh God. <laughs> oh, right, so, what happened? Okay, let's say you, you go down to, well, you go to Colorado. Right. Back in the old days, not now. But you go to Colorado and you buy a bunch of stuff and you ship it back to Minnesota. That's against the law. It's against the law. You but drive what's the it penalty? back against the law. Well, you're it's federal law. So if they charge you with federal law, it's you could you're a federal drug dealer. I mean, they could hit Ooh. you with all sorts of penalties. And if you're driving across South Dakota with it, yeah, not good. <laughs> you need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to Put us on the map. Read these and let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> Flagship Ford. Drive a lot. Save a little. 
flagship Ford. You think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Not I good. remember driving to Colorado years and to years and Coors? years ago to get Coors beer <laughs> oh, yeah. and oh, hiding yeah. it all over the place because we were so afraid of the cops pulling us over and going to for Coors beer. But if you get pulled over, you got to always have that 12-pack ready for them to grab. And they'll grab the 12-pack, and they'll go away. So it's like a bribe. It was, was, it, it was illegal oh, that's, to bring cords? Why was it illegal? What the, it's a taxation. Yeah, it got taxation primarily, and you're moving over the line. But you bought it in Colorado, yeah, paid the tax on it. Why can't you go wherever the hell you, you want? But you have the loose cop pack. That's the Rhode Island way you do it. Oh, you so have I didn't know about pack. the bribery pack. <laughs> Rhode Island used to have days that's where it, you could pay your ticket the day of the ticket at the scene with cash. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. So they'd pull you over, you'd pay them, and it was done. Yep. <laughs> Tell me that was like the greatest well, day for those the, guys. The Eden government Prairie, ever saw the money. The Eden Prairie cop that pulled me over the d- other day did not get a bribe, and I did not get a ticket. <laughs> you were okay. pulled over? Very, very I sure was. Speeding? Mm, no, yes. I guarantee you that cop was a listener. <laughs> Officer Mulvaney, yeah. call in right now. Yeah, that's a KQ. That's a, a KQ listener. discount, or the t- at least the Tom Bernard <laughs> discount. Exactly. It's like, oh, you're a friend of Tom's. <laughs> So. Oh, well, I was on a. I was not. I, I never speed through a residential area. Like well, apparently, never. never is an improper use of the oh. word. Not yeah. a residential area. This was all like warehouses. Oh, it was okay. a, It's a big, wide road. You okay. would think it would be, you know, thirty-five miles an hour. Well, yeah, I still I've was definitely going gone down so. roads where I'm <laughs> well, like, like, well, this is obviously a fifty-five, but yeah. then it turns out to be like a forty-five. Yeah. It's like, why yeah. is well, this forty-five? Don't you guys have and cars that tell you the speed limit? Huh? Not always. Sometimes it My doesn't know. Sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it is Sometimes it doesn't know. What was it accurate with the stop or not? I did not look at it. <laughs> well, because you have well, to I was driving his on. speedmobile. That I know, that's that's a scary ridiculous. car. That's why I could never drive your car, because oh, I, I, would, I would be in jail. You look down and you're like, holy shite, yep. what am yep. I doing? I had a roommate that brought home when he used to he used to work at Art Goebbels. Oh, sure. And so he used to bring cars home. And one day he brought home this Mustang, and I went one block and I had it up to ninety. It's like oh, no, yeah. no, I had to give him the keys. Yeah. No, Mike cannot no. play with this toy. Well, no. I'll tell you honestly, Catherine. On the way to work this morning, I'm not saying I did. I'm not saying I didn't. I do not deny. But the or admit. speed limit on that part of our road is thirty miles an hour. Yeah. And I just glanced down and I was doing 45. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it that felt like easily. I was doing 30. It, well, that car, that EV, I don't know. I've heard yeah. this. Yeah, It just does not feel like you're going fast. There's no, some, it does There's something about 
it just feels sort of weightless when you drive. No, yeah. There's no cars. like engine rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the vibration is a, it's a form yeah. of feedback. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's yeah. really weird. You just don't feel the road kind of like. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had an electric car in Virginia, and I really liked driving it. It was the closest to a clutch. Just the way you control yeah. this, the, oh, yeah. uh, yep. the 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 accelerator. accelerator that was yep. really that was really cool. Once I figured out how to use the accelerator, that was it. That was a little little test there. But I am warning you. Take people. your foot off and it stops. Didn't know that. See, yep. his doesn't. You take your foot off the right yeah, off the gas and it just coasts almost the same speed. Yours limit. Coasts. Yeah, but if you t- if you Not tap really, no. the brakes, yeah. I think it does. I think it does too. If you tap the brakes, even. A whisper. Yeah. It's like, ah! yeah, you go ask like, over oh. tea kettle practically. That's when I drive, I'll feather it so I can, you know, go around yeah. curves and stuff. And you can't do that in an electric car. But you can do lots of things in an electric car. Yeah, they are really like interesting to drive. I like them. them. I literally, I, I said, God, no wonder Catherine got pulled up. I had no idea I was going that fast. I know, you have to watch it. You do. Yeah. You Especially in that constantly. neighborhood. There's a lot of people walking with dogs. Yeah. Be yeah. careful. Yeah. Slow her yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't do it on purpose. I won't be doing it anymore. Although I walk my dog out there all the time, and they're all going 50 and a 25 mm-hmm. mile an hour. they're not so electric they vehicles, don't care I'll at tell you all. that. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, did you ever ask Doug? You should remember to ask him. There might be like a warning when you're going a certain speed limit on some of the some of the They're more probably, advanced cars have some sort of a oh yeah probably sort of yeah. A ding I know, like or something chevys you can set a thing mm-hmm. that it's like if you're going over 40 it beeps at you or yeah. like or you, just you set time it over 40 or you in the s- speed zone you right. set it knows the speed limit within 10 oh yeah and you set the yeah that thing would be a nice to thing ding. to have in melissa's brother's car it knows the speed limit and its cruise control will adjust itself based on the speed limit really and it also will keep itself within the lane oh yeah so when yeah, he's doing that. when he's doing like road trips he barely has to even interact with the car for long stretches what's his it's, car i don't know it's cool. some suv that thing where you're coming up behind a car and it slows you down because yeah, it can't get too close. Yeah, I love it's that. Like, wow. That's my cool. car has that, but I don't like it because it literally is like a half a mile before the next mm. car. You so can change it usually. You can, yeah. I don't know Mine how can. I looked at the... Mine can. The I'm sure yours Mine's can. Mine's a lot older than your car. Okay, because it's way too far. So I, I end up just always having pulling back. Z- people so cutting in many front people of you. in front yeah. of me, and yep. then it keeps on pulling back and pulling back, and I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Then I'm back to where I started. Well, it's not good, <laughs> for, it's not good for, like, really heavy traffic. <laughs> it's not working. No, it's not good. I wouldn't use it for heavy traffic. Well, there's always heavy traffic. Well, yeah. sure, that's why you don't live near the city. Well, even driving across the country, I didn't get to use it that much because there's always traffic. There's mm. just very rare time oh, where there's nobody on the road anymore. We're driving to Kansas City in a few weeks. Oh, it's yeah. like a seven-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Missouri. Yep. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested to see what that is. You can go to Arthur Bryant's? Like. Oh, no, you wouldn't. No. Oh, God. Well, you can get some nice cornbread. And there's no barbecue on the schedule. Wow. No. What? Arthur Bryant's is the in greatest Kansas in the world. There's no the well, best she's barbecue not in America. Bar- I'm not going to eat so. barbecue. Bar- and I'm with, and I'm with a bunch of, <laughs> and I'm with, there's th- four couples going. So three others. <laughs> mm. And two of the women are like, I'm not really, I don't really care about barbecue. I don't know. Get away from them. Yeah. Run away. And I They're don't eat people. barbecue. Alex, so, people. Yes. Yeah. And They're I think horrible and the people guys, get away from them. The guys are, oh, well, no, we are going over to, because one of the guys is from Kansas City, and we're going over to his parents' house 
on the Thursday, and they're doing a big barbecue thing at their home. Wait a minute, are they Chiefs fans? Get they away gotta from be, me. Yeah, they got to be Chiefs. Get away from them. It's gonna, you're going to be surprised what a pretty city that is. That is, is a beautiful city. Yep, Kansas City is. Missouri. Indeed. Lots of pretty parks. There's a big right. rose garden there right in the middle of the city. Well, it's supposed to be about 112 degrees during the day. Mm-hmm. So we were going to like go mini golfing at this museum and do all these outside things. And then the guy that was from Kansas City was like, don't do that. Do it in the morning. And the guys are in a bike race all day Saturday. When outside. are you going? In a couple of weeks. It's not going to be in the hundreds in a couple of weeks. I don't might. It might. I think it's, I think it's going to be still The dog August. days of summer yep. is like August. Still August. Yeah. Yep. Still yeah. August. I remember growing, when we moved here, I remember August being hotter than July yep. by mm-hmm. far. Well, not yeah, being yep. able to sleep yeah. in that attic. Yeah, that's true. Attic yeah. bedrooms. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Just laying on the floor with a pillow with a fan on you. <laughs> trying to, to sweat. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much true. Well, I tell you, we we get we solved all the, we solved the pot problems, we solved the speeding problems, we solved all, everyone's problems. Solved mm-hmm. them all. Yeah, we yes, didn't just all talk solved. about them. We problem solvers. A problem solving podcast. Even believe it. Did you guys so. see that? Are we done? What time is it? We got five minutes. We got five minutes. Did you guys see the I Cardi B thing? No. no. What did Cardi B do? She was singing, oh. and somebody pelted her with a drink well, again. Oh, yeah. and she throws her mic at him. Oh. Good. Wow. Stop saying, but. The song kept going. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> she wasn't singing. So, of course well, she, she wasn't. She cannot sing. I'm sorry. Okay. The woman well, she's can't. Rapping. She's yeah. well. She can't even do that. It sounds terrible. Unless she is highly synthesized, mm-hmm. she's not good. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, her voice is just even when she's talking, you're like, what? Yeah. It is happening. Did you hear about the guy that spent fourteen thousand dollars on a like realistic looking collie suit? Yeah. Oh, that guy, the collie now. Yeah. The guy who's like a collie. Yeah. He went out on his first walk in his collie suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those le- back legs a little long. <laughs> oh. It's, it's like a, you should Google it. It's weird. Yeah. It let me see if like I can a, find it. A collie suit. Now, where that was this? That cannot be comfortable walking around on your hands and knees forever. No, it's crazy. Well, it's I don't. Uh, I don't know I don't that remember. he thinks he. It, it's a Japanese man. Yeah. Here course. he is. Custom made collie here dog costume. That's that's the dude that's one in guy. the middle. Yeah, it's the dog. It's a guy. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Yep, in the little oh suit. Oh my god. Yep. And you gotta see like, it, Catherine. Does he? <laughs> I've seen I'm, it. I'm curious because it's like, does he think he's a collie, yes. or is it just like a I wanna be silly question. and look like a collie? <laughs> I, who knows? Why do you think that everybody has to be so special now in the world? They got to stand it's dumb. out. Because there's too many it's people dumb. on the planet. That's and what I will say say for the, something. The nails look fake. Yeah, well, do they? The I nails would look. I, what on the earth? Jude has a pretty good life, though. So he sure does. Who knows? Yeah, I would be a dog if I could Jude's be. Off today. I don't know. You got to eat the same thing every day. That's true. Lick the ground if you want to get extra. But the amazing thing is that he got the attention that he was looking for. He sure yeah. did. Got well, maybe, yeah, maybe got he just wanted Google. to go viral, and now he'll just have a YouTube channel and makes or mm-hmm. a TikTok. But what does he do? He doesn't make talk. He just yeah, barks. Like he just acts well, yeah, like it's a prob- dog. Probably all the reactions of people That's petting true him. And 100%. Yeah. It's all about well, attention. It's so creepy if we, is, I was out it? on a walk and I was like, oh, your dog's so pretty. Oh, Can God, I, I would, pet your dog? Yeah. And it's like, it's actually a person. Well, is he walking off around on his own? Obviously, because it's a on a leash, the one I saw. <laughs> okay. Because I, because if I saw a collie just wandering around, I would try to catch it. Yeah. And call animal control or whatever, you know, like. He's in a cage. 
I would try to catch it and I'd bring it home and I'd be like, hey, does <laughs> anybody, greatest... is anyone missing a collie? For me, the greatest thing of that whole deal is a dog comes at me and starts talking to me, but I can't understand him because he's speaking Japanese. <laughs> I mean, yeah. think Where about did this that. Japanese collie come from? <laughs> Go again. Well, I, I don't know what you're saying, dog. <laughs> Sorry, I don't speak Japanese. Poor dog. Yeah. That was one of it's well, a language barrier. Chris Farley's best lines. I don't speak Japanese. I don't. Remember, he was on the yep. Japanese game show. Right. <laughs> I wish shouldn't be on a Japanese yeah. game show. If you don't speak Japanese. I thought he was wonderful. He was great. Oh, Farley was amazing. He was unbelievable. But he nice liked, family. liked his drugs. Oh, he, he certainly sure did. did. He liked a lot of things yeah. that were not great for him. A lot of excess. Mm-hmm. A lot of food. Sure did. Oh, I suppose it's true. Um, I'm going to bring this up only because we only got about three minutes left of the show. But now, so far, they've reported three people have left their shows. On two of them on Good Morning America, uh, Michael Strahan and what's the woman's name? Hoda Gottby. Yeah, Hoda Gottby. Oh, that's right. Oh, Hoda left. So Strahan left. I'm guessing it's budgets. That's what they're saying. I'm guessing it's budgets, and they're just not going to work for less than ten million a year or something. Yeah, I hope so. Then you got yeah, because you could drive a car through those front teeth. Yeah, poor Michael Strahan. Don't you think it's got to be budget stuff? I mean, these shows aren't making the money that they used to. What's interesting is all three people who have been let go or left are black. That'd be true. Yep, that would All be three true. three of them. Well, when yeah, most of the it. staff is black, that Yeah, that's makes the sense. thing. It's well, like, well, if there's yeah. a budget cut. Mm-hmm. It's like when they took Blackish off TV. It was all black actors. I loved Blackish. <laughs> it was a great show. I thought that was yeah. a great show. And then they tried to do a different one, but that one wasn't very good. Yeah, that one didn't. Oh, that was we dumb. are watching, yeah, we are watching in, Aus- well, no, it's Tasmania. Where is Tasmania exactly? Does it's Tasmania, New Zealand. You're Australia. Oh, is it us? Oh, that's right. But is it an island off of Australia? Yes, it's a very small little island. I thought it was off of New Zealand. Well, I mean... Off of Australia, off of New Zealand. Same, same, same. We're watching this. Oh, my God. It's a feminist noir show. Okay. It's hilarious. It's called Deadlock. Were you watching it? Where are we watching it? Netflix? It's either Netflix or Prime. Yeah. Did you watch John Wick yet? No. Come on. Three get hours long. Get out of it. Three hours get, long. You have three hours all the time. Oppenheimer and Barbie and all of them. I'm going to watch. I'm gonna, why are you going to watch Barbie? Why would I'm you watch not, Barbie? But yeah, Oppenheimer, I do want to see. Yeah. Well, I was asked today, Alex. Wait, did nobody, you think your dad nobody is listening Barbie's to great. the significance oh, yeah, of Tom oh. Bernard liking a feminist noir yeah. show. That's true. <laughs> that is surprising. I, I did pass this that This is huge. This is huge. The combination doesn't make sense. Feminist noir. Well. It's like saying vegetarian fantasy. It's like. Whatever. I, mean, that's I don't know what I'm calling it. Hey, nothing. vegetarian fantasy. It, Going a, to the restaurant Planta was a vegetarian yeah. fantasy because yes. I could eat everything on the menu. Yes. It's like well, the knight kills the dragon, but then he doesn't eat it because he's a vegetarian. What did we have that was so good there? <laughs> there you go. Nachos. The nachos were fantastic. Where? Nachos? Planta. Planta. That was all plant-based yeah. nachos? Yes. Oh, yeah. so good. No, you'd be surprised. They were nachos are plant-based. So good. No, cheese. I would not be surprised. Oh, it's, so it's <laughs> vegan. Yeah. Plant based. We'll close with that. We'll close with that. Andy with that. You would not know. Yeah. I don't know. But why do you want to eat something that tastes like something else? Why not just eat something else? There you go. Good question. Well, that's what Alex says. That's why she doesn't eat fake meat. Right. It's like if I don't want to eat meat, I'm not going to eat meat. Yeah. So yeah, that's one thing I never thing. Because nachos are basically. And they Mostly are mostly vegetarian. I mean, you can make them vegetarian. You can just throw some beans and. Some yeah, I eat vegetarian yeah. nachos any day. I wouldn't eat yeah. vegan nachos mm-hmm. because then you don't have your cheese. 
and I guess that's oh, it. They make some sort of cream. Yeah, yeah it was like a nut. It was a nut based. Yeah, it was a nut based cheese, steak. quote unquote, yeah, sauce, and it was really good. It was really good. Healthy for you, more fiber. Orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. For orange whips. Orange whip. Yeah. What the hell is orange? John Candy on Blues Brothers. Exactly. Orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. Four orange whips. All right. That is going to do it for today. We will talk to you tomorrow. There we go.